Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity Diaries with me, Kim John Payne. This week I've been uh, talking to some parents about problem solving and just living with boys, with their boys in general. And particularly we're talking about when things go wrong. What's the best strategy with boys? How does that differ from girls? And, you know, I don't want to be too, uh, you know, absolute about this in, in any way, but I do lean into the brain science a little bit in this. And the, the, the fact that boys often, not always, but often need more time to process social and emotional cause and effect. You know, if they've done something and it's, uh, uh, you know, and it's, it's been edgy or not okay, or even if they've made um, a request to do something and you've got to consider it, but particularly if you're problem solving and something's happened that was a, just not so great, one of the ways to work with boys is what I call the circle back strategy. And the circle back strategy is to, you know, obviously say to a boy when they've done something, um, you know, to, to be able to let them know that that really wasn't okay. I'll talk a bit more about that in a moment. And then to give them some time and then to circle back later to, to work it out. Just the statement comes first, give it a pause. And then when the moment is right, um, you know, you kind of lay in wait <laughs> and sense when the moment is, is right, circle back and, and, then, and then talk about it. Okay, so now let's, let's dig into this just a little bit. One of the first things to do if something goes wrong, if a boy said something, done something, like any child, boy um, or girl, those who identify as boys or identify as girls, I hasten to add, um, but it's to, it's to be able to, to say to them, you know, you normally don't speak like that to your brother. You know, it's to start with an affirmation. You, you know, you, were, you brought all those groceries in perfectly well, you know, this morning. I, you know, I didn't even have to ask you. Or, um, you know, you cleaned up your room this morning, or at least a part of it, you know, pretty well. And um, we can finish it off later, but that was a really, that was really well done. You said you were going to do it this morning, and you did. That was really helpful. That's an affirmation, and I think it's really good when a child has lost the plot and they've said something, done something, which is so not okay in your family, is to, is to start with a very simple, but for boys, and this is crucial, practical affirmation. It's not, you know, oh, I know you're a good child, you have a golden heart, or, you know, that might be okay too. But for boys, I found a very practical affirmation, as in the two or three examples I just gave. And then, you know, if you've said something like, you just helped me bring all those groceries in just this morning and pack them away, and that was so helpful. But what you just said to, to your brother... That was really unhelpful and really harsh. And we try so hard not to do that in our family. 
there's the disapproval. So the first is the affirmation, and then comes the disapproval. For most boys, it's better that way round, rather than disapproving first, and then affirming second. Affirm them first, op- open, their, open their emotional um, aperture, so to speak, with an affirmation that is very practical, very true. And then say to them, that was so, so not okay. That, that was harsh. Or however, whatever would be best for you um, and, and, you know, it, you know and, and sound authentic for you um, as a mum or a dad. And then just t- t- to, to, to leave it by saying, and you know what, we'll circle back later to find out what was bugging you. Something must have been annoying you. But for now, you, you just need to leave this. We need to have truce. You, we totally need to, to just leave, leave it alone now. Have some space. What are you going to do that gives this space? Because honestly, don't walk away saying we need to give this space because they'll turn right back to their brother or sister uh, should that be the issue, whatever it is. And the chances are, are pretty good that they'll do it again. So to just stand there and say, okay, we're not going to talk about this now. Now, the moment you say that to a boy, it's like a big relief. Because for boys, the defences go up because they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed and they're, and they're short-circuiting a little bit and they don't know what to say. So what they will say often is denial or pushback, where they'll push back against you, or fallback, where they just become stubborn. And you'll say, well, why did you do that? And they'll say, oh, no. No, you... you you do know why you did that. Why did you? And they go, I don't know. I don't know, all right? And you, <laughs> and you push it and push it and you just get more of this fallback. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And the, the brain science backs up their case. They don't know in that moment because the, the, the traffic across the brain bridge to understand cause and effect has largely been sh- sort of shut down. Not entirely, but for many boys, it's not, it's not uh, optimal at that time. Get their plan about how to give, uh, how to give that space. And over time, if, if you can practice this more and more and say to a boy, okay, so what's your plan to give this some space, to give this truce, just to back off? And they say, well, I'm just going to go outside and I'm, I don't know, I'll, I can do that. I'm just going to go and ride my bike because it very often is practical for a boy. Again, they, um, if you, if when, they ha- when you say to them you need some space, that's so amorphous. But if you say to them, what are you going to do, keyword do, to give yourself some space now, for most boys, doing something will be the thing. I'm just going to go and play with my Legos. Or I'm just going to go and ride my bike. Or, I don't know, I'm just going to go and... And it's usually something practical. If you can get a boy to engage in practical, what happens is that it helps them process. They're just riding around. They're letting the adrenaline cortisol drain down. And that is one of the best ways I've found to have boys just calm on down a bit and then to circle back 
And then at lunchtime or at supper time or at bedtime, whenever you feel it's right, if you can have your boy really expect you to circle back, you're not going to, you're not going to let it go, but you do need to circle back. Some parents have said they need to circle back fairly quickly after half an hour or so, and that's, that's good, that's perfectly fine, uh, particularly if it, the issue is a, is a hot-button one and they might go back to a sibling and start over again. You're probably going to need to sort that out pretty quickly. Other parents have said, you know, it's good after they've eaten. And again, boys and eating. A good friend of mine said, you know, boys only want to know three things. Who's in charge? What are the rules? Do you mean it? And where's the food? <laughs> I love that last one. Boys and food, right? For, for many boys, um, or kids in general, but for boys getting some food into them first and speaking to them second is a really smart thing to do and circle back but try to and this is another practical tip do something with a boy you know um be out in the in the in the garage fixing something um be inside doing a, a project if it's in the cold months um do something so that you don't have to sort of sit right opposite, you know, light a candle, hold hands and have meaningful eye contact. I mean, it's possible with boys. I don't want to say it's not. But but if you're doing something together, um, then the conversation can be better. It could just be a simple chore. You know, like if your boy helps you clear the table after dinner every night, there's a perfect moment. There it is, right there, just as you're clearing the table. Say, hey, you know what? Um, just before supper, that was a, that was, you got really, really frustrated. Remember I said I would circle back? Went, yeah, I know, we always do. That's right. No, <laughs> I don't forget. What, what was that? What was, what was annoying you? What was up? And really listen in to a boy, but if at all possible, when you're, kind of like um, coming alongside them. This image I've used before in other podcasts where you're coming alongside like in a canoe. You're not having to face each other. It's not Because that for a boy can be a little bit challenging and they start to, the adrenaline starts to flow again if you're, if you're squaring up in front of them eye to eye. But if you're doing something together side by side as opposed to eye, by, eye to eye, the conversation can flow a little bit more. Now, if they still say, I don't know, I don't know, say, okay, look, what I think was happening is that your brother went into your room and took something without asking you. And that's been a, that's been a, um, you know, that's been hard for a while now. And he does it because he's little, but I get it. It's still annoying and and now your your boy might say no that's not what it was this time it was and and off they go even if, even <laughs> even if you're wrong if your boy says no like no that wasn't it and you say oh okay so so what was it then because if they say no then they know 
what it was that was the yes. So take a guess at it, take your best guess, and then, um, then the conversation can often flow a little bit more if you're doing things together. And also the great thing about doing things together, particularly chores, is that they're going to end. There's almost like a natural time uh, timer set. If you're clearing the table, that table's going to be cleared and done and the boy knows it and the conversation is not going to go on and on and on. That is what boys, many boys, really worry about. They pull away from it. They won't get into the conversation and they'll just, I don't know you, I don't know, I don't know. They don't want to get into it because they think it's going to go too long. Some parents have even said they need to say to their boys, look, this isn't going to go on too long. No, no, really, by the time we're finished doing the dishes, we'll be done with this. Um, so, you know, if we can figure this out, let's just do it quickly and, and we'll be done. A lot of boys, and I might quietly add men <laughs> to, that, <laughs> to that list, um, uh, will open up, will open up their, their feelings a little bit if they know this is not going to go on for 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes, an hour. It's too, it's too much. And look, even if a conversation is a really serious one and it does need to, to go on, you think, man, we've really got to sort this one out. Do it in short bursts of 10 or 15 minutes and then say, okay, we'll circle back. There doesn't just have to be one circle. It can be, look, let's just spend 10 minutes trying to figure this out. And if we can't, let's at least take a couple of steps forward. And then later tonight we can finish off. That framework, giving boys a framework um, like that, they're much, much more likely to be able to flow with you when you do that. Okay, so <laughs> boys, problem solving and circling back. <laughs> and uh, again, don't forget, if you'd like to uh, speak to me personally, just go right on to simplicityparenting.com. You'll see a request, a consult with Kim. And I always love to um, hear from from parents and really be able to do a deeper dive specifically into the issues of, of your family. <laughs> okay, bye-bye for now.